Hello friends, welcome to Friday, April 8th today. We're ending the week with some Oswald Chambers in a few moments. But welcome to Daily Prayers. I am Pastor Randall Friesen. It's good to be with you this morning. I was just reflecting earlier this morning that it's been two years. I think it was uh, April 1st or just end of March, two years ago, that we started up these uh, daily prayers. And they were an effort to get the original uh, daily devotions because we couldn't hand them out to people, get the daily devotions from church out to the people in our community here. And that's how it started. And it's kind of just kind of progressed. It becomes, it has become, as I was telling someone yesterday, this has become a real, uh, um, a connectional point for me. Whatever you're doing there, that's fine. You can come and go as you like. But for me, the discipline of uh, getting up in the morning has given me a rhythm to come and do these recordings each morning. And so that's really given me a sense of, uh, in a season of senselessness and and struggle with being what it means to be a pastor when you couldn't, weren't supposed to go visit people, weren't supposed to see people. How could we... How could we actually do something that might just connect and help people to feel cared for at least a little bit? And this was one of the strategies I came up with back then. And yeah, what are we into? 470-some episodes uh, of daily prayers. And then we were doing weekend ones for a while, too, on the Psalms. Uh, so here we are, 400-and-some episodes later, and there's this history of videos which you are always invited to go dig around in, snoop around in, or on the weekends when I'm not here, go back into the archives, have a look, click on a video, and join with me. And, and the prayers are just as relevant uh, then as they as they might be when it's in person. Spring continues to unfold here in the field. And I wanted to ask you, are you making plans for next week? Next week is Holy Week. Next week is Holy Week. So this Sunday is Palm Sunday. Will you be engaging in worship online or in presence uh, with a local church? Uh, and then we go into Holy Week. And some of our churches, for us, for sure, Thursday night's an important night. It's called Monday Thursday. So it's Monday Thursday. To, we gather to walk through the last evening of Christ on this earth, and we pray together there. It's a very kind of a holy, intimate gathering, which is one of my favorite services of the year. Good Friday, we normally do a joint service, but we're not doing a joint service this, this year. And I think partly it's because our various churches need to just kind of regroup and gather a bit and make some plans for themselves. And then, of course, Sunday morning is uh, Easter Sunday. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed Sunday morning. So I'm asking you today, it's a week away. Are you making plans? Do you have plans in place for getting engaged with God next week, doing some special, something special. And how do you connect with God? Is it through these daily prayers? Do you connect with God through a, a daily kind of a quiet time? Do you connect with God by walking with him, talking with him as you walk? Do you connect with God by walking through the woods or on the beach, wherever you find yourselves? What are the ways that you connect most deeply with God? Think about that today as well. It's a it's an interesting consideration that sometimes our relationship with God changes over the years and we connect with them differently than we used to. That's healthy. That's good. It shows that the relationship is dynamic. It's not a dead kind of a kind of stuffy 
relationship that you have with God then. It's alive and it's living. So today we want to go with something that Oswald Chambers wrote on this day many years ago to consider that when Christ came and died, it was through his death and resurrection to new life that he saw glory, that he he came into the fulfillment of all that was promised to him by God, his heavenly Father. And so it is for us. Uh, Oswald wants to remind us, this too is our, our promise, our future, as we come alive in Christ, as we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and kind of receive his death and resurrection for ourselves and for our lives, that we too can know what it's like to come back alive after we die. But the passage of scripture is from Luke chapter 24. I'm going to read verse 17 to verse 26. And this is after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And here are two of his disciples walking along the road and they're kind of confused. And they're talking about what sadness they experienced when Jesus was killed on the cross. And then now some of the disciples were saying he was alive again. What does that all mean? And then Jesus meets them there and he opens their eyes to see more. So let me read this passage. He asked them, that's Jesus asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the past few days. What things? What things, Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus. The man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles. And he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. And then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning, and they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing, and they had seen angels who told them that Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to sea, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Just stop there. The word of the Lord for us today. Thanks be to God. Wasn't it clearly written all throughout the prophets and scriptures that Jesus would have to suffer to go through these things, to enter into his eternal glory with with the Father? Let's read what Oswald has to say. Our Lord's cross is the gateway, okay, into his life. His resurrection means that He has the power to convey his life to me. When I was born again in Christ, I received the very life of the risen Lord from Jesus himself. Christ's resurrection, his destiny, his purpose was to bring many children, many sons to glory. It says in Hebrews 2, the fulfilling of his destiny gives him the right to make us sons and daughters of God. 
We never have exactly the same relationship to God that the Son of God has, but we are brought by the Son into relationship with God, a relationship of sonship. When our Lord rose from the dead, he rose to an absolutely new life, a life he had never lived before, before he was God incarnate. He rose to a life that had never been before. And what his resurrection means for us is that we are raised to his risen life, not to our old life. One day we will have a body like his glorious body, but we can know here and now the power and effectiveness of his resurrection and can walk in newness of life. Paul's determined purpose was to know him and the power of his resurrection. Jesus prayed, As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. In John 17, it says that. The term Holy Spirit is actually another name for the experience of eternal life working in, in human beings here and now. The Holy Spirit is the deity of God who continues to apply the power of the atonement by the cross of Christ to our lives. Thank God for the glorious and majestic truth that his Holy Spirit can work in the very nature of Jesus into us if we will only obey him. So friends, this is one of those uh, writings, these devotionals that Oswald, it's not always easy to understand and comprehend what Oswald's doing here, where he's going with this sort of thing. But he wants us to understand that, that when we come to Christ, it's Christ's unique resurrection from the dead that actually is kind of given, handed, shared over with us. Because Jesus himself was able to make us sons and daughters of God. And he brought us into relationship with God as we accepted or received what he wanted to do in our life, what he wants to do in our lives. And that puts us in a place of being able to rise again from the dead and get these new bodies, just like Jesus Christ himself did. Because Jesus is our leader, Jesus died and rose again for us. Jesus is the one we follow because he died and he rose again, which we'll celebrate and mark next week. Because he did that and we come to him and, and submit our lives to him, we receive into our lives the promise of that when we die, we'll be resurrected like Jesus was, however we die. So it doesn't even matter how we die, whether it's in war, whether it's in famine, whether it's in a bad car accident, sickness, disease, there is something eventually that will take our lives. And it doesn't matter how we die. What matters is that we will know the resurrection of Jesus Christ because he did it for us first. And he did it properly and in a way that covers our sin if we let him. So friends, let that be an encouragement to you today. To me it is. Let's pray together. This morning, Father, we just give you thanks for how you died, Lord. You lived a life. You became flesh and dwelt among us and you lived this life of holy grace. And then you died and you rose again. And Father, how can we... How can we say thank you enough for the opportunities that you give us in that death and resurrection to know you, to know God, and to have a resurrection ourselves one day? How we look forward to that day, Father. And now, Father, we pray as you taught us how. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, both this day and the days that are to come. In the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hope you have a good weekend. Get out to church. Celebrate uh, Palm Sunday with, with the body of Christ somewhere, somehow. And Lord willing, we'll see you again uh, next time as we go back to our Psalms and as we enter into Holy Week next week. Come and join us, okay? Won't you? For now, may God be close to you this weekend. May you know his closeness. Bye-bye.